What's goody, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Sometimes I Hoop podcast. I'm your host, Haley Jones, number one recruit of 2019, national champ. But this show isn't about me. For the very first episode, I'm joined by one of my closest friends and biggest rivals, Aaliyah Boston from South Carolina. The world knows you as the reigning Naismith College Player of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year, first one to do it. 2022 national champion, most outstanding player, and Miss Double Double. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing so good. I'm so excited to have you here. Our senior year started not too long ago. We're the old ones on campus, old ones on the team. Crazy. How do you feel? Crazy. That's like insane. Like I think about it all the time and I'm just like, there's no way. Like we just stepped foot on campus. Like we we really did it. Now we're graduating. I mean, here we are just adulting. You're moving out of your apartment. We're paying bills. Oh, we're doing adulting. all the I don't even want it. I don't. I mean, just us being seniors, I feel like our senior class is pretty strong. Like we've been in I the agree. same class for forever, but I feel like our class has only gotten better and better as I think back to our USA U17 team, you think about that as starting five, we're hooping no. across the country. Like Jordan, Paige, AZ, Miu, Haley coming off the bench. It's kind of crazy. Did we first meet at USA? Yeah. Because I remember we were all just like, just bonding. What was your first impression of me? Oh, I just knew we were going to be friends. But the first thing, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this right here, but like, we would sit down and eat a meal and like do this. everyone is <laughs> everyone is done and Haley's just like, okay, hold on. Like five more bites. First of all, I mean, slow eating is cool. It doesn't need to be I, some type of knock on me. No, it's cool for... Okay. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Anywho, okay, so last year, y'all won. The year before, mm-hmm. we won. You know, we've got another year coming at us. Who knows what's to happen then? But so after you won last year, what was the first thing you did the day after? Ooh. Oh, I think. Oh, I I don't know. I, I really feel like I like slept a lot. I feel like I like knocked out, like knocked out. That's all you have? You slept? You didn't do anything? I slept. I don't know. I, it, listen, because it felt like so like unreal mm-hmm. that that we won, like, I know we won, but after that, it was kind of like, like we celebrated that night and had a lot of fun, but it was like, whoa, you know, like we really just, just won. Like, it's crazy. So sometimes it would just hit me at random moments. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, okay. I did that. That's, I me. Did. <laughs> That's me right there. Give me my little trophy. Oh my Lord. Okay. So, so you don't really know what you did the next day. You won, you slept in, you enjoyed your life, but now we're on to this year. What are your first impressions of the team? I'm feeling pretty good. I think I think we're looking good. I think we've had, you know, a couple tough games, closer games, you know, you guys being one of them. And and I like the way that we fought back. I mean, like our entire game was you guys had the lead and, you know, we just had a tough game against UCLA too. And, you know, we keep, we fight. I think that's one thing about our team that I really like is that we just fight and we're going to give it all we got because, you know, everyone is definitely coming with their best shot. So, yeah, no, I think that our little cross-country rivalry that we have is kind of like one of the new day and age type rivalries. Does it remind you of any of the ones from the past that we might have watched growing up? Definitely. I mean, you know, there the Tennessee and like UConn, like that was definitely a battle. And every time that game comes on on TV, it's kind of like, okay, here we go. So I feel like that's definitely one. But I'm loving this new rivalry. I think everyone like looks forward to it. It's exciting. Everyone always tunes in. So. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, do you think that there's like 
a lot of trash talk when we play against each other, like team to team. I feel like me and you personally, we don't really trash talk each other if it is it's mainly jokes out there. Yeah, I don't think we trash talk each other, but there are definitely, there are definitely some like, <laughs> there are definitely some comments that go back and forth. But I mean, it just comes with the game. So, but I, you know, I have to agree with you. I think there is. No, I, I think so too. I think out there, I, I heard some trash talk. I heard you and Cam. I heard. Did you? I know. <laughs> I think I heard a little bit of trash talk this year. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I think definitely everybody looks forward to it. I know the vibes when we play you guys. It's just exciting. Um, yeah. I feel like it's one just a lo- of a lot of competition, but I feel like it's also like the fans don't like each other. Like it's huge on social media. What do you think that's like? Oh, it is. It is huge on social media. I, but I think it's good. I think it helps grow the game definitely. But it's always like you know, it's always intense. Like it from both sides. It's always going to be intense. And I don't think that's ever going to change because our fan base is so strong. Yeah. That you know, every they just they're going to fight for who they love. Like your fan base does that. Ours does it. It's just yeah. But it's fun though. Because I mean, I'm like chuckling. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> It's fine. Gamecock WBB fans follows me on Twitter. So they're oh, always they're- commenting on my stuff. <laughs> Great fan base. I know Cardinal Nation is out there as well. But I mean, I think whenever our two teams match up, it's really fun. And I feel like every year we reload just as you guys do. And this year you guys are tall and you could do a tall lineup. What is that like at practice matching up with six, seven, six, five every single day? Yeah. I mean, it's fun, but it also gives you, you know, new ways. You got to figure out how to score, figure out how to defend. Because, I mean, you guys are you guys are huge. Yes, we are tall as well. You guys well. have some length on you, okay? We do, we do. So, I mean, it, it definitely just helps, but, you know, we have great practice guys, too, that they work at it too. So it's, yeah. it's all right, but you guys are long. We are, we are long. We are linky, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like just like with us all reloading and bringing in that length, you guys and ourselves, I feel like it's difficult when you lose such key seniors, like, you know, us losing mm. the twins and Anna Wilson. And it's, you know, you return a lot of key players, but it's also, you're missing a big piece. And I know y'all lost Henny and she was a big piece of the team. How was that adjusting and getting a new point guard? Who's going to be able to facilitate? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we, we worked a lot of it during the summer, um, you know, Mm -hmm. Raven was coming back and we had key coming in. And so we, we just worked on it continuously, but you know, Henny was definitely a big piece just because she was, she was in the system for four years but I think he and Raven have done a pretty good job of adjusting to, you know, Coach Daly's style of play and leading the team. I, I'm very impressed. They do really well every time you step on the floor. Yeah, no, they do a great job. And I feel like they're really interchangeable. Like when we're going through the scout, it's like, okay, well, they're going to, one's going to be in all the time. So you have to be prepared. They both bring different keep, things. Keep going. Okay, no, no, no. That's scout. enough of the scout. <laughs> <laughs> that was enough of the scout. Good try. Diego, can you, can you talk? Ma'am, That's jokes. my bad. I'm going to cut you bad. off right That's- there. Anywho, <laughs> okay, so I feel like Tara and Don are both just trailblazing women, right? Like college basketball coaches, they're Final Four every year. Tara coached Don on that Olympic team. But I'm so interested to see, like, the differences between the two of them. So, like, what is Don like on the court, off the court? How do you guys vibe with her? What is it like? Coach Daly, she, she's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. No, she really is. Like, off the court, I we have a great relationship. Like, you can just go in the office, talk about anything, no matter what, which I think is really cool because, you know, most of the time you want to be around people that care about you, and Coach Daly does that. And being a Black woman, she definitely, we know she has our best interests at heart, and 
she likes to see us succeed. You know, she's going to help us in any way she can off the court. But on the court, I mean, she's definitely she's definitely a good coach. Like, people can say she's hard. Some people can say she's scary. But when you really, like, think about it, I feel like Coach Daly's just, you know, pretty simple. Like, you do what she wants, what she asks. You come into practice every day. You give it your all. Then it's pretty good. But if you want to come in and start doing stuff that's that's not really in the system, not really like, okay, well, you know, like, tighten up. Yeah. When you don't come in and you're not tightened up, then she can really straighten you up, which I think is pretty good though, because you need that, you need that balance of, you know, having that fun and she's going to hit you with a good dance move though. Like yeah. she's going to hit you with a good dance move on the court. So I'm still trying to learn from her uh-huh. for that because my rhythm's you not need better. Some help. You, you can, you she, can get some assistance. I'm with you. I mean, I, I do. Yeah. I do, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't don't agree. Don't agree too much. Okay. Don't agree too much. You know what? I'll cool it. Okay. We'll we'll, we'll circle back <laughs> to dancing. Yeah, but she's pretty cool. I love her. And I'm like, every time I think about it, I tell my mom all the time, like if I could go my four years over and pick a new school, like I don't think I would. Like I think South Carolina was definitely the best school for me. And it's really like my happy place. What yeah. about you? No, I, I love that. I feel the same way about Stanford. I think that Tara is a hard coach, but she's somebody that you want to play for. She's going to make you better both on and off the court, all those things. And yeah, I mean, we were both recruited by a lot of the same schools. We took some of our visits together and Don was great. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did. It was so, such a fun visit. <laughs> so long ago. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, we both play for two amazing coaches, which is so exciting. And we have things to bond about from that and talk through our experiences, which is something I love about our friendship. But I guess kind of looking more towards this year, what teams do you feel like are kind of under the radar? I know for me, I was thinking Utah all year. Utah's tough. Utah's nasty. Ooh. Like they have a lot of top players. Like who are those teams that you're kind of like seeing on the Ooh. rise, players on the rise, people you keep your eye on? Well, that's a great question. Uh-huh. Oh, you know what? Like there have been some really great games. And I feel like Indiana, mm. like this year is looking pretty good. Like I think all around their scores, I think looks pretty good so i'm very excited and also this like jackson state hear me out like when uh-huh. they played against they played against ucla yeah. and they were in that battle they were playing and hooping i was like okay Nah, I'm with you. And I mean, we know Grace from USA Trials. That mid-range. We know Grace. That, that mid-range. Grace mid-range jumper is insane. It's hidden in your face. It doesn't no, matter where insane. you are. The elevation is there. Like, don't let her touch it. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> deny her the ball. Deny her the ball. I mean, Indiana reloaded. That's a good pick. I mean, and now yeah. they have Sydney there. Like, yep. they really reloaded. But I think, you know, for me, I got to I gotta back the pack a little bit. I think Utah's coming crazy. You know, they beat Oklahoma by like, what, 30? Oh, I saw that. Yeah. That was, I was looking at the score and I looked twice because I, I was like, wow. No way, right? Well, hear me out. SEC is still the, you know, best conference for sure. So, uh, my bad. I don't, hmm, I don't no, know. No, it is. I will, no, see. It is. I don't think I'm going to agree okay. with that one. No, no, no. It's okay. okay. It's okay that that's your truth. <laughs> But that's not my truth. And I don't, so, I don't the SEC the is the, the best. Hear me out. Hear me out. I'll Haley. let you have your talk. You go ahead. Take Hear the floor. Out. Safe like, space. I <laughs> go ahead. Like the SEC is really top two and not and not two. Like it really is. Like the physicality that happens and the way that you really like thug it out in there. 
is insane. It's not no like pity pat, like foul. No, like you really got to knock out for real. And, mm. and that's okay. And that's how it should be. Good physical basketball. Okay. Well, and what about you? I respect your opinion. However, <laughs> just going to go off of that. I think that the Pac-12 has so much talent. The skill okay. level is off the charts. You got okay. a killer on every single team. The depth mm-hmm. is there. Like you see UCLA and Utah weren't even ranked at the beginning of the year. They're going to come out and they're going to show you why they should be in the top 15. Not even to okay. mention Arizona, Oregon, us. And then you think of teams like Colorado who be coming out of nowhere in the tournament, making things shake, mm-hmm. you know? Stuff be going crazy. And I feel like the skill level, and we play with some physicality out here. I mean, we were banging. We play against y'all. We beat Tennessee last year. We got them coming I was, out this year. I was about year. to like, say something, but I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you alone. I'm going to leave you alone. All right, whatever. And let me, I respect your opinion for sure. Uh-huh. Okay, I appreciate you listening. Agree to disagree. Agree that's to disagree. What, that's but what we're going to stick with. I feel like just speaking to like the depth of not just our conferences alone, but then you think about, I feel like recently the Big Ten has put on the, the rise. The Big Ten's. Listen, hear me out. Like Ohio State, that's that's what I was saying. Like I'm thinking about all the different upsets this year and just teams coming out, like Maryland, Ohio State. Oh, Michigan. that Maryland Notre Dame game was really crazy. Really good. Crazy that was diamonds, good. little one leg to end it. That was good. Yeah, but I'm loving that. Like people are definitely scheduling like hard, intense games. Like yeah. I think it's, I think it's so important because when you get down to like tournament time. Like you wanna you wanna have some type of experience mm-hmm. against some type of competition before you get there because everybody's coming. Nah, for sure. I feel like just the depth across women's college basketball recently has been crazy, yeah. just on the rise. Like the big time, we didn't even talk about Iowa. Iowa got upset by NC State. And I yep. wow, because that was good. The that was a that, great game. The teams are starting off top four, top five. Tennessee's out the rankings. Like I would drop. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's the same. But I think that also shows that everybody's coming to play. You know, yeah. like, everybody's coming to play. Don't matter the name on your jersey. They're like, all right, well, we got a game. Let's go. It don't matter the rankings. That's what I always think, though. Like, like rankings, they for sure look great. Mm-hmm. I'm ranked number three. I'm ranked number four. But everybody's coming for that, you know? Yeah. They're coming. Oh, we about to play them. Let's go. Like, But I feel like that's for us being, you know, at the top, like, it's important that we remember that too, though. Like, okay, well, we know they're coming. Like, we can't take them for granted, no matter what, ranked or not. No, for sure. I feel like for every other team, we're that game circled on their schedule, right? Like, we have the target on our backs. But what game do you have circled on your schedule? What game are you looking forward to non-conference now? Going Girl, into league, what are you thinking? Oh, we're ready for UConn? <laughs> What? I thought you said UConn. What'd you say? Said, you trying to get me caught? Oh come up. on! Because not, not everybody. No, I no seriously. UConn's gonna be a fun game, definitely. But what about you? What what game you have circled on there? You know, I mean, the Pac-12 is just so deep and the best conference in the country. I just have everything. Okay, so like circled. I said, like I said, like I said, SEC is for sure. See, and um, that's where we just agree to disagree. To <laughs> that's where we agree. That's where we agree to disagree, and that's okay. That's okay, but. You know, I think I want to take it back to the origins here, Leah. I want to I want to pick your brain here. So oh, I know <laughs> you moved from the Virgin Islands to Massachusetts when you were twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did 12. you start playing AAU then, or how did you? How did basketball yeah. become it for you? Well, I well I was playing in like the little co-ed league we had in the Virgin Islands, but then when I moved to 
the States, we started looking for an AU team and we found one that was nearby. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we moved and we stayed up there. And then my mom started searching for AU teams that like traveled this different circuits where the coaches mm-hmm. could see us. And then we found one out of New York, New Jersey. The name was IXL. And then we just started traveling. And Quick I was hoping shooting balls in a basket. Oh, you were shooting the balls in the basket. That's, that's what we like to hear, a shooter. <laughs> but okay, so growing up, I know for me, like, I feel like I came up late. Like when I was younger and I would play people, I was like, wow, they're really good. Nowhere they're the same age as me because I was just getting busted. But like, who who do you think was some of the top players that you went against growing up that like you're now possibly still competing against? This is going to sound really, I mean, I'm just going to say everyone. But at that time though, I wasn't like, I really wasn't like looking at anybody else Mm -hmm. to be honest. Like I, I don't remember the teams i remember one time though i did play against sedona and charlie collier oh with side there they were big huge like it was unreal and and so i do remember that game just because they were huge it was so it, our team we missed like 100 free throws and we lost oh, by like two which yeah. was like really intense because we should have won the game but but i do remember that mm-hmm. but i mean everybody else like everybody else is just hoopers like there's a hooping. lot of hoopers out there that I feel like just don't get the exposure, but they can hoop. Yeah. They everywhere. can hoop. But okay, so then you got onto USA basketball and now you have, mm-hmm. let me think, one, two, three, four, five, five gold medals. Is that correct, ma'am? Yep. Just a little something slight. Just a little <laughs> five. <laughs> one, two, three, four. It's a whole handful of gold medals. Um, what is the biggest moment from playing USA basketball that you remember? Your favorite story, your most full circle moment. What is that for you? Ooh. Let's see. I loved when we went to, was it Thailand? Is that the one? Went to Thailand, game went into overtime, mm-hmm. and we were playing against Australia, and it was so crazy. We were like trying to foul, and it was like nothing, like the ref wouldn't call it. And then Ryan like took an elbow to the mouth, and it was like a tech. And then we got free throws and the ball back. And like Caitlin came in, like made a free throw and then went to overtime. But like the entire game, it was like so intense. And we were getting down to like the final seconds, 30 seconds. And I was like, we're not about to lose this game. It's not not happening. Uh Uh-uh. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. And then like Ryan took the elbow and then went to overtime and won and won gold. But it was like the craziest like USA game that. I've ever like played in because it didn't make no sense that we were down. <laughs> it just, with, it just like, wasn't seconds clicking. left in the game. <laughs> like, like no way, no way we lose. It's not. It's there's not no happening. way we're. There's no way I'm bringing home silver right now. No, yeah, that's not what we do at USA Basketball. They have that's the tradition that is instilled. The same you make a team. That is gold, gold. habits. It is Please. gold or nothing. Don't bring anything back. We don't want it. Leave it there. You stay there too. <laughs> You're not going to be back on the flight. You're but staying. it was so much fun. It was so much fun. I, I think that. USA has definitely opened up like a lot of friendships. Yeah. And it's good. Everyone knows each other from there. Like it. it's nice. I mean, USA brought us together, dude. Like really heartfelt really? moment there. That's crazy. And now all our parents are like best friends. They it's- are besties. Like whenever we play each other, our parents are going out. They're going to go like, to dinner. They're hanging like out. My mom really was like, "I'm coming to California." I was like, "Mom." She's like, "No, I'm I'm coming." Yeah, she was like, like talking to your mom and talking to Fran's mom. Was like, oh, "I'm yeah. on the way." It's a reunion. She's Please. making the trip. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think that's so cool that we're able to like create these relationships, and we're really only playing together for like a month, and then you create yep. these friendships, and which end up being mm-hmm. rivalries and whatnot. 
But like, I'm just thinking back to we met and we were in high school, like going to junior year. We had no idea where we were going to go, what recruiting was. I had no idea. Recruiting took forever. I know we both took a minute it to decide. Did. We both it took a did. We were like the last ones. We were like the we last were. ones. We were. But what do you think made you choose South Carolina back then? Well, I loved, I loved like the campus. Like when I came and I felt like the girls were really nice and easy to talk to. And they actually like talked to me. You know, sometimes you could go on a visit and like- We went on a visit. Just, we Let that one go. Let that one go. <laughs> we went that, on a that's, visit. Let that one go, Haley. Let that one go. You know how there could be like visits where, you know, they're not really interactive and so, which makes it hard for you. Cause I mean, think about it. Like we're in high school, we look up to these girls like, oh, yeah. these could be my teammates. And it's like really hard when they don't really interact. And I feel like everyone here did that. And mm-hmm. I loved coach Staley. Like she was just so honest. And she told me, she was like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to promise you a starting spot. I'm not going to promise you this. Cause you know, you come in here and you got to work for it. But also if you work, like I'm going to help you get to where you want to be. And I just thought that was nice because no, also you go on visits and they're like, yeah, like you 30 minutes a game, mm-hmm. 35 minutes a game, like balls in your hands when that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. Like I think learning and growing is definitely important, but also finding a coach that'll help you get to where you want to be. That's not like mentally draining. No, for sure. I feel like since we went through our recruiting process, it, recruiting has changed. Like yeah, a lot of different things have come into play. And I know you guys have a great recruiting class coming in, but- I know. I mean, are you excited about that? Who, who we got? What, I am. Who's on the Who's on the lineup? I am. You know, we have Chloe Kitts coming, and she's early enrolling too. So that's like pretty exciting. Okay. And then you know, we got Malaysia, like Tessa, Sanaya, mm-hmm. Jaw, like every like it's great you got a group. class. Great, you got a class group. coming in. I mean, we both hosted Juju, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she chose the other USC. You know, the Pack USC. Okay, don't do too much, though. Don't do too much. Superior. I I don't know. Don't do too much. (laughs) But I mean, (laughs) I feel like, you know, it was so exciting to have another big recruit and this person like Juju commit. She has to be on ESPN. All that does is bring Mm -hmm. more coverage to the game, the way the recruiting is, the overtimes of Instagram, like all these different accounts. What do you think that that's doing for the game, having these recruits with huge social followings being all over the internet, just bring more coverage. What do you, what are your thoughts there? I mean, I think it's just going to continue to help grow the game. And I think it's good. You know, she's coming into college next year. So, and I think social media plays like really big part in it. Like Juju's very active on social media. And so is everyone else. Like, you know, Jada Williams too, Mm -hmm. like she's coming in next year, but lots of social media followers. And I think it's just going to help grow the game because those followers aren't going to leave her or leave them now that they're, out of high school, it's going to be like, oh, now you're at USC. Now you're at Arizona. Like you, we're going to follow you. And now that brings more awareness to the team. And everyone's going to be like, oh, Juju's playing. Oh, Jada's playing. Let's go. Let's go watch, which I think is just going to help grow the game. Yeah. What do you feel like about Juju picking Southern California? Because I feel like out of the top three, people are like, okay, Stanford, South Carolina, like it's going to be one of those two. And I mean, people I was talking to, they're like, oh, it's going to be, you know, you were there. What do you think about like kind of the choice of going to Southern California, hometown kid, making it happen? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, well, I obviously she probably went through the pros and cons of each school Mm -hmm. and felt like that was the best place for her. So 
I'm happy that she was able to make that decision because at the same time, like you wouldn't want her to commit to Stanford or commit to us. And, and then she comes here and she doesn't really like it because that's not really like the point. Like you want somebody to come and stay. So if she feels like that's the best place for her, then I'm glad she did it. And I, I love like the hometown hero, hometown Mm -hmm. kid type of story because it's good. And I think that's definitely going to help build the USC program too. Like other recruits coming in, they're like, Oh shoot, I get to play with Juju. Oh, let's build this program up. And and that's only going to help it grow again. So I'm happy that she chose the spot that was best for her. Yeah. So yeah, no, for sure. Okay. Back to you being our little superstar guest here today. So coming in South Carolina, Asia Wilson national championship years prior, did you feel any type of, pressure or expectations to perform at a certain level when you got there? Um, Not really. I just felt like I was going to come in and kind of just learn and see what this whole college thing is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, everyone, when I first, you know, was coming in, they were like, oh, you know, you're, you're going to fall in Asia's footsteps. And, and I'll, my response was every time was, you know, I just want to be me. I just want to be me. Like Asia came in and she dominated and she continued to put South Carolina on the map. And yeah. so I just kind of want to be a part of, you know, building up the program. And so, I mean, I was just excited to, you know, be a Leah Boston and hoop and shoot some balls in the basket in my free time. And stuff. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So your freshman year, you're coming in, you're being you. Did you feel like you had any game that was tough for you to push through any type of poor performance? How did you work through oh, that? Oh, my gosh. I remember this game like I like I still remember this game. Okay, okay. Freshman year, we played against Temple at Temple. Mm. Like it was probably the worst game like I've ever played like to this day. Like I wish I was joking. Like I remember it like it was yesterday and I talk about it all the time. Oh no. Like I was I when I tell you Haley I couldn't finish a layup mm-hmm. I like a jump shot. I don't even know if I meant free throws might have been the only like saving grace mm. honestly like couldn't catch a ball. Like it was so bad. Like, and it was so hard. Like I was like ready to, to like cry. I probably did shed a tear. Honestly, I probably cried after the game. Maybe we don't know, but I'm, I'm not even joking, but coach Staley was like, you know, those things happened. Like you gotta, you gotta move on. Like you can't think about, you know, coming into practice the next day or going into the next game of how bad I played at temple. Like you can't do that because then you're going to be stuck on that every single time. But that was so hard. Like I wouldn't even, usually I go back and rewatch all the games, no matter like how it ended or what, how I did just to see like how everything played out. But yeah. Temple, like to this day, to this very minute, like have not looked at. <laughs> not watching like, it. Have not watched because I can't. It was so bad. It hurts. It hurts. You had any so games like that? Um, did you have any like that? I feel like I, I've I've had a few. And, you know, sometimes it's really just like that. And it's too painful to watch the film because it's like, yeah. there's no way that was me. Like, like come on, like that, that didn't make any sense. And sometimes what's like, so like when we have a bad game or whatnot, and it's time to like watch film before practice, oh. I just sit there and I'm like, I'd be dreading it. I'm like, come on now. You're better than this. And I know like, what's we coming. We don't have to rewatch. But one thing about them, though, they're going to press play on that computer. And then and they're going to rewind. And we're going to watch it again. And they're going to rewind and be like, so what did you see here? And then they're going to yeah. be like, we just saw this one. Nope, let's watch it again. Yeah. And it's like, like, what was going through your head? I'm my high school coach. She was like, so watching this again, do you feel that you were incapable <laughs> or unwilling? I said, that's a lose-lose. Uh, what do you want me to say? Like... There's no way to get out of this. It's, oh, it's so bad. It's really, it's really hard. (laughs) 
And then sometimes I'm like, dang, did we do any good? That's what I'm saying. They, did we do any good? Did we not win? Did we not win the game? <laughs> like, but we'll get we'll get to the good stuff. But we're gonna go through and we're gonna see yeah. everything. I mean, it's it it really hurts sometimes, but you know it gotta happen. So that temple rewatch was it was tough. It was tough. It hurt. Okay. <laughs> well, speaking of just like having to rewatch tough games, I know we've both had seasons where we end up on the mountaintop, and then we've had seasons where we do fall short. So I yeah. know. Me, this past year, falling short to UConn in the Final Four was heartbreaking. And then you guys won. But then the year prior, you fell short to us in the Final Four. So what was that mental switch for you like in the summertime and offseason to come back and then end up winning it all that next year? Yeah, um, that was a hard summer. Mm -hmm. It really was. Like I, I felt like because of how it ended, like I felt like everything was on me. You know, like, yes, it was only one shot, but I felt like everything that led there was like my fault yeah so it was a very hard summer like I didn't like I really didn't watch I didn't watch any basketball like it was nothing because every time it would be like here we go like Mm -hmm. I really just lost this game and so and so like I came back in the summer and I was like you know what we just gotta we 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 deserve to win this like this is our this is our game this is what we need to do and so I just put in the work. I just worked on all my shots, worked on attacking the basket, continue to get in shape. Like I really just set my mind to it. Like, this is what I have to do because that feeling at the end of the year was, it was like really unreal, especially, you know, freshman year, everything got cut short. So we didn't even have a chance to like see how far we would have got our freshman year. But to start off like that, it was like, it was like a a nice little stab, you know, but I mean, you put in the work, things happen and came back and God is good. And we won it last year. And so now we're on to this one. God is good. God is good. Amen. Just speaking of, you know, the work that you do in the off season, how do you continue to stay at the top of your game? Continue to stay elite? What parts of the game are you working on? Yeah. I mean, you just got to have that mindset of everybody is coming for me. So I need to be able to score in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of working on everything. Just want to be consistent with everything that I do, I don't want to be too strong in one thing because, you know, like that's just going to be on the scout. Like yeah. if all I do is go left, it's going to be sit on that left hand and, you know, don't let me go that way. And so just kind of being consistent, mid-range jumper, work, continue to work on my threes, but definitely being consistent around in the basket just to make sure I can knock down my my shots, my little jumpers or my layups. For sure. Okay. So now we're going to switch gears a little bit. Moving off the court for a quick moment in time. I want to know with the NIL space, what do you think about it? What has been exciting? When did it start to get real for you? What was it like working with an agent, learning, going through your first deal? What has the NIL space been like for you? It's been fun. <laughs> it's been a real blast. <laughs> it's been fun. It has been a real blast. To having an agent, It's I think it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, usually our thing would be we'd have an agent when we get to the league but to be able to have it now and really get a head start, I think it's just such a blessing to have for everybody. Even I know everybody makes different amounts, but to be able to bring in extra income, I think is just such such an important thing, such a cool thing for us to be able to do as college athletes. Mm-hmm. But it's been getting my first deal. It was kind of crazy, you know, like, wow. I'm really making money now, you know, and just to continue to see the types of brands that people partner with. Like every time I see somebody like post on Instagram of a deal, I'm like, 
double tap. Yeah. Go for you. Get your check. You I'm know what hyping I mean? them like, up. Like it's just, it's just exciting. And so this space has been a lot of fun at the beginning. You know, it was like, okay, well, how do we navigate this? But having an agent made that really easy. So I'm just thankful for, you know, Jade and Clutch for doing what they do because I think they do a great job at Jade does a great job. And, and it got real, I mean, it got really intense. Like after, at the end of the season last yeah. year, like I just felt like I was on go, like everything I was traveling here, I was traveling there. It just, it just never stopped, but it was so much fun. I think it's going to continue as this season goes on. And so I'm just, I'm just excited. Just double tap when you see my post. Uh, you know, I'd be, I'd be double tapping, <laughs> commenting, reposting, <laughs> look at my girl go, all that. And I know double you do tap. the same. Of course. But okay. So within the NIL space, I feel like it's also like, we're learning a lot. Like we didn't expect for this to be a part of our college journey. So what yeah. has been the greatest piece of advice that you've gotten going through NIL so far? Oh, well, that's great, Haley. That, Thanks. What a wonderful question. Uh-huh. Please. Wonderful. I think just learning more about the financial part of it. Mm-hmm. I've always been a saver, so I've never really had an issue with that. But I also need to like I, I've always invested too, but looking at where I'm putting my investments, I think is important because we do want our money to grow. My mom yep. would be so proud when I say this, you know, like you don't Shout just want Cleon. it to just sit in the yeah. bank because <laughs> because it's not really doing much for you. So just making sure that I'm investing, mm-hmm. but also like talking to a lot of people like, you know, you want to make sure that you're maximizing this space while while we're in it, you know? Yeah making sure that we do things to get some tax write-offs, you know, like, so they're not taking all our money. That was, that was good, right? That's good. Proud. But definitely the financial literacy part of it, I think is just so important, but also understanding like who you're partnering with. Like, I feel like that's so important. Like, I feel like you don't just want to jump out there and partner with anyone that might not be about what your focus is about what your brand is, because all of this is still brand building for the Mm -hmm. future. So just making sure that I'm aware of that. For sure. I think that picking partnerships is really important because it not only is just like, you know, what you're doing with the brand, but it's also what does that brand stand for? What do I stand for? What type of people do I want to align myself with? And so I feel like, you know, us being Black women going through this process, it's different from other people, our other counterparts going through the process. So what has that been like for you? A hard hitter. (laughs) I need to to watch what I say over here. Hold on. Please, please. Let's let's get into it. Let me think. Well, I feel like, hold on, Haley, hold on. (laughs) But just like you said, I like it is different for some people when it comes to brands and what kind of appearance Mm -hmm. brands are looking for. So I think being able to like work through that space is can be difficult sometimes, but at the same time, like you don't want to fight to work with a specific brand that doesn't want to work with you. For sure. You know, like if they have their certain MO, what they want, this mm-hmm. is their perfect image and you don't fit that. I think one, you should at some point, yes, you should be like, okay, well, this isn't fair. But at the same time, find that brand that embraces you, that wants to see mm-hmm. you and this image like succeed. And so that's important. But what do you think about that? No, I, I completely agree with what you said. I feel like um, when it comes to picking brands that you want to work with, it's also they have to want to work with you, right? Like I'm not yeah. going to go into this partnership and be more into it than you are. I feel like we should be excited about it. But it's also 
the world that we live in, we see the same issues come across in a lot of different ways. And I feel like NIL has shed a light onto that in a sense, where mm-hmm. we can start with social media and who's gaining followings just for posting nothing, right? There's a specific yep. beauty standard, which is something that we live in, which is disappointing, but it's also not surprising in the society that we live in. And so with NIL, there's brands, there's different, you know, amounts like of money mm-hmm. that people are going to get because of the way that you look, Based the person that you are, of what you look like. Yep. Yes. And so I think that is something that we both deal with. Um, and it's just something to be conscious of, but I also feel like it's not anything that we've allowed to hinder ourselves because yep, I agree. Yeah. What you said about like, you're going to find those brands that want to work with you. That, that embrace you, you that want to be in that space with you and be like, okay, let's figure out how we do this. Let's figure out how we do that. And I think those are the best ones also because they put in the effort because Mm -hmm. they want to see you shine. It helps their brand. It helps what they're about. And so that's all right. Yeah. I think, I think that we find a way we're still going to go get in our bag. We're going to get our check. Absolutely. And doing that, we're going to be able to do it with brands that we believe in. They believe in us for more than our talent, more than anything. I agree. Thank you. Okay. So just more on NIL really quick is your Orange Theory class, your workout, you were sweating. What what, a, what, what, what a workout. What workouts are on there? I feel like I need to sign up and go to a class. Haley, you need to sign up right now. Like you were working. ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, what's the hardest, what's the hardest exercise up on there for so you? So they have you like on the treadmill and the rower, first mm-hmm. of all, like that's either the first section or you either start on the floor, but it's like the treadmill and the rower, like you're, you're really like, you start off hot. There. You start off. Going. I started off on the treadmill. So that's an automatic sweat, you yeah. know, like that is automatic. Oh Lord. <laughs> and so you do that and it's good. It gets your heart rate up and then you get on the floor and it's like med ball exercise, like push press, mm-hmm. um, some like quick feet, like some squats, stuff like that. But I think what's cool about it is just, it just keeps going. Like it just keeps going. There's not much of a recovery time, which I think really helps because you get that heart rate up, get that sweat, get them, what's they call splat points on the board. Okay, I yeah. had to, sorry, I had to like figure out. No, the, no, there you go. Come on. The ambassador. Word, but after it was done, like everybody said they loved it. Like it was one of the best workouts that they've done. And I was like, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank I, might need you. To, I might need to hop on that wave. I'm excited. No, you need to. It's so good. Catch me in a class. <laughs> I think that like doing something like that with Orange Theory is something that I haven't really seen done in this space before. You're kind of like the first person to do like a workout like that with a cool brand like that. But I feel like NIL has also given us a platform to do camps. Like me and you both did a camp. I know you oh, yep. went back in the Virgin Islands. How was that? Yep. Was it amazing? I know we've talked about it, but oh, tell the that people. Was, that was super fun. I think Under Armour did like a great job with that. Like mm-hmm. all the kids had matching shoes and they were like purple and pink from like the championship yep. of my hair color. So mm-hmm. it was pretty dope. And all the kids like loved it. I think it was really cool that I was able to do it in St. Thomas just because, you know, that's where I grew up. And I didn't really have any camps that were here. Like I remember I used to go away and I used to go to PGC camps, go to Boston, like just to try to get exposure. But being able to have like coaches from the States come down and like help them show them what to do. I think they had a lot of fun. I, I'm like excited. I want to make something that just continues on just because I think it's just going to help the kids, you know, like, oh, I really like basketball and I'm going to keep going. I know this camp is going to come back up next year. Like, I want to be ready and improve for that. So. No, it was really special. I love watching all the content. You hit your little half court (laughs) shot, all the above. It looked like so much fun. But I mean, you talked a little bit about your hair and that's the color scheme that went into that. So I know that we both do a lot of different hairstyles. You'd be switching up the colors. How do you pick the new colors? Well, my hairdresser, Alana, so she picks it. So like, 
I just come in, I sit in the chair and I'm like, Ooh, this is what we're doing today. Okay. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then you go for it. <laughs> and then she just braids it in, but I like, love it. Yeah. I, it's so crazy. Like I literally started this. My aunt told me, she was like, why don't you try some color my freshman year? And I was like, okay, like I'll try something simple. And then it kind of became like my image, you know, yeah. like, Oh, Leah's the one with the purple hair. Leah's yeah. the one with the pink hair. And it really became fun to me. Like I would love just like, okay, I think I'm going to do this color next. So I think I'm going to do this. And now that I was able to find Alana and she just like, she loves, like, she's so creative. Like she gets all the colors, mixes it, what she thinks is going to look cool. And we just do it. So you just do it. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> I love the switch up of the hair. I love being surprised. Every new IG post, every time I watch a <laughs> game, I'm like, okay, a little something new. But I feel like, you know, you being able to have these different hair things and, you know, my hair. And then you think of like Aaliyah Edwards and just all the different yep. hairstyles across the country has kind of made an impact on that next generation. Do you feel like we've kind of made an impact within the natural hair community with young black girls coming up playing sports? Like, is that something that you think about with the way that your hair has become part of your persona? I definitely do because, you know, sometimes I've seen like little girls come up and, they're like, my mom let me get this color in my hair because of you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like braids can be something that's embraced, but sometimes like the color isn't like, you know, yeah. people are like, oh, she, oh no, you don't want to have that kind of color in your hair or you don't want to do this. When, when I feel like this is a way to show like what you like, mm -hmm. like I love colors. I've always loved bright colors. Like when I pick out shoes when I was younger, it was like orange, yellow type of combinations. Like it was just things that were bright and loud. My hair, like I do the same thing. It's just like, oh, like let's do some blue. Let's do some pink. Like, yeah. Just colors that I love, that I enjoy. And I feel like it's also good. Kids can embrace that. Like, who said you can't have color in your hair? Like, oh, for sure. You know? It's a way to express yourself. And, you know, you I can't agree. judge a book by its cover. I agree. But I love, I love the different hair that you do. I love switching up, seeing everything. Thanks. Okay, so now, Aaliyah, you have an amazing TikTok content just coming out all the time. <laughs> You know, we talked a bit about dancing earlier. What is your favorite like TikTok content? Are you more of like the talking? Are you more of the dancing? Like what's your, are you more of a solo TikToker? You like the group ones? What, what's your favorite vibe there? I, I love like, I love the dancing ones. Like, but mm -hmm. I, sometimes it takes me like, like some time. Like oh, I'm sure. like thinking like, usually if I like a good sound comes out, I'm like, okay, I have about two and a half days before yep. the sound like dies yeah. and I have to figure it out then. And I'm like practicing and like, I'm like, okay, like this is the move, like <laughs> eyes closed. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. Then, you lock in. And then when I'm like thinking I'm going to do it, I'm like, no, I need somebody better than me. Yeah. So then I bring them in. Like okay. usually like my teammates, Sanaya or V or even Zaya, like they're ready to go. Like Sanaya Fagan, like she knows a TikTok dance. Like as soon as it's out, like she has it. And yeah. I'm like, girl, you didn't even practice. Like, and so I bring them in because I like have to follow their lead. And okay. even then sometimes I'm a little off, but I really think that makes the video better. Yeah, yeah. The I group was, score, like, like yeah, the group score brings you up, but like you still add absolutely. your own like personal flair to it. Like, oh, absolutely. I have to. No, it's it's sure. just a must. No, it's I love it. I love it. I feel like I see your personality really shine through in if, if it's I'm a solo or a group. I'm starting to like like the TikTok, the audio editing thing you can yeah. do here. Your TikTok popped up on my for you page. About like your ick switch, <laughs> and it was so funny. Yes. I was really like, it's I so was... good. TikTok, I'm I I could get lost on TikTok. I feel like, like I just really scrolling. Can. Yeah, just, just scrolling. scrolling. 
So would you say that you're, okay, so clearly Sanaya has got to be one of the best dancers on the team. Do you just continue to fall down that ladder towards the bottom? Because I know between me and you, I'm up here, (laughs) I'm at the top, and you're just a bit, you're, you're slacking. Wait, I don't know. I feel like if, like, this is the top, like, I'm right here. You're close to the top. No, if this is the top, I'm Oh, here. you're above you know, the top. Like, I'm above the top, correct. Oh, that's so that's correct. so interesting because yeah. that's not been my experience with you, but that's okay. I feel like that hasn't been your that hasn't been your experience. No, and you know it hasn't, and that's okay. I just feel like with me and you, like you know, dancing, it'll be me. But I feel like also like if we're gonna pick who has ox, it's gonna be me. But yeah, no question. I I, I you're don't not getting ox. No. Okay. But what what's your what's your go-to pregame song? I'm so interested. What are you listening to? Well, it's definitely a gospel song. Yeah. Yeah. Are so it's won't Kirk he Franklin do it? or like it's won't he do it by mm. Hawthorne. That's your that's your one. That's won't he do it. He said he would. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I didn't sing, think that we needed to hear even, you. Sing. I won't even do. I can sing though. Did you not hear me? I heard and I still came to my conclusion that we don't need you to sing. <laughs> what on do you the mean? Show. <clears throat> well, fun fact, like we're going to do like a, re- a remake to the song and I'm going to be the one singing. Oh, I'm so excited to hear. Okay. That didn't sound believable, Haley. It wasn't trying to be. And you know I'm a bad liar. <laughs> so we're just going to leave it at that. You know what? I think, you know, as we kind of wrap this up, we're about to be pros in the spring. And the draft lottery just came out. It's Fever, Crazy. Minnesota, Atlanta, and Washington. Like, we could be going to those teams. How... How much have you been thinking about the draft, but playing in the WNBA, but still having your senior year, like staying where your feet are, but also understanding that the future is coming so soon. How has that been? I think it's been good. I think I've did a great job. You know, Coach Daly even talked to us about it before, you know, we started the season Mm -hmm. talking about the seniors. And she was like, you know, a lot of you guys, your goal has been to go to WNBA. And, you know, that time is really creeping up on us and it's about here. And she was like, and there are going to be days where you're like one foot in and one foot out in that you're here, but you're also thinking about the future. And she's like, I just want you guys to do one thing and that's try your best to keep both feet where just where where your feet are. And so I think I've been doing a great job of that. But, you know, when you think about it, like this is something that we've wanted since, you know, we started playing basketball. So it's just exciting to, you know, see like the, our end of, four years like has came so fast yeah okay so last thing before we wrap up i have a little vibe check rapid fire questions for you okay you ready i'm not good at these i'm not good at these. i believe i believe here we go game winning shot or game winning block Ooh. rapid fire oh (laughs) rapid fire (laughs) pick one game winning block okay okay um what's your go-to trash talk line i i don't trash talk okay great ice bath or ice pack Ice pack. Okay, and one or three-pointer? And one. What's your off-the-court go-to shoe? I already know the answer. Crocs. Yep, okay. <laughs> In the locker room. Who's on Ox? In the locker room? Oh, my gosh. Um, 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 Brebio. Okay, uh, worst dancer on the team? Worst dancer? Worst dancer. I'll have to say me. Okay, <laughs> and then what's the drill you never want to see on the practice plan? <laughs> wing to wing. Wing to wing. Walk me through. What's wing to wing? We do it every time before game day. 
three lines on the baseline. The middle person passes to one wing, get it back, pass the other wing, skip it across. And that's one. Then you do that one, three, five. And then when you're like coming down the other court, it's like, it's a three man weave after the wing to wing part. And then you just go up and down the floor one time, three times, five times and a time limit. So much fun. And you can't miss a layup. Mm-hmm. You got to start over. The ball can't touch the floor. Got to start over. No dribbles, no bounce, nothing. We did that with USA. It's so much fun, but it's like, dang, we be running. Running. <laughs> running. Aaliyah, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the pod, being the first episode. I feel like it was only right to have it be you. Thank you, Hey. <laughs> As we move forward, we'll be back every week with a new episode with different guests and always stay up to date on the latest things in women's college basketball and women's hoops. Bye. Great job, Lee. I knew you were going to say Crocs the second that I asked the question. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Sometimes I Hoop. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Haley.Jones. That's no I in Haley and three S's in Jones to get all the Sometimes I Hoop content. You can also watch the episodes on the Players' Tribune YouTube page. Thanks again for all your support. theplayerstribute.com.